Well, hey there, listeners. This is Kim Honeycutt. So excited to be with you. As you know, we've we've had our special event, our regular monthly event that's always special, in my opinion. And our first speaker was Emily Hobday. And she took that stage by storm and was able to share what she's been through and who she knows she is today as she's recovered herself through trauma. So you now get to hear in the podcast version her her talk and how she shared her struggles and her love for God. So enjoy the next 10 minutes or so as you tap into somebody else's pain and get a little relief from the pain you've been through as well. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Emily. Um, For the longest time, I didn't think that I could tell my story because I don't have an ending yet. I refer to my life as a Nicholas Sparks novel, and my ending hasn't been written. Um, I tend to shy away from telling people what I've been through because I don't want anyone to see me as a broken person, someone who needs something, someone to be pitied. But that's kind of inevitable when I talk about my past. So, let's start from the beginning. I met Charles when we were in the eighth grade. He was the only eighth grade boy that I have ever met that was six feet tall with a full beard. So... (laughs) We dated for an entire two weeks, and then he broke up with me because he said I was too much like a sister. So, (laughs) we ended up going to different high schools, and I would not see him again for about seven years. So, flash forward to 2010, I got accepted to going to a makeup school out in California, and my friend Jordan and I decided that I needed a better wardrobe because it's LA, so we decided we were going to go to the mall. On the way to the mall that day, we got a phone call from a guy named Michael who had been trying to take Jordan on a date forever. So um, I told Jordan, let's just go ahead, let's get it over with. So we told him, yes, we'll meet you for lunch. That's it. We show up, and sure enough, Charles is sitting right beside him. We went from, let's get out of here as quickly as possible, to, holy crap, we've been here for three hours. Now, I thought Charles was the cutest person in the entire world, but my goal was to go out to California, live there, become a famous makeup artist to the stars, because, you know, every 19-year-old, that's what we, you know, want to be famous. So, God just had different plans for me. Um, I couldn't pay my rent because I couldn't get a job. I was stocking a frozen yogurt stand. That's cool. Didn't happen. Um, So I seriously thought about coming back to Charlotte. Now, my mom's birthday fell in between my two courses, so I decided to come back to Charlotte for a long weekend. On that trip, I decided that I needed to come back to Charlotte. It was just more practical to me to go back to my salon job. As soon as I got back to California for my last month-ish of schooling, um, I called Jordan, tell her I landed, and she told me that Michael had passed away. He essentially, at the age of 20, had a massive heart attack. So a month-ish later, Jordan and my mom came back to uh, California for my graduation, and Jordan and I packed up all of my crap and moved me back to Charlotte which was the longest road trip that you've ever experienced in your entire life. Um, On that trip, we decided that we were going to take Charles to lunch as soon as we got back. Um, 
just to let him know that we were there for him as he grieved the loss of his best friend. Literally the day after we got home, we took Charles to lunch, and from that point on, I can count on my hands the days that we were apart. He truly was everything I'd hoped for in a partner. He was the man that would always challenge me, irritate me more than any humanly possible person ever in the entire world, and love me deeper no matter what was going on and how much I had pissed him off. He was all I had ever wanted. We got engaged just after a year of us dating and set our wedding date for October 19th, 2013. We found the perfect venue that was right down the road from where Michael was buried. We looked at it as a way for Michael to be with us because he was the one who brought us together. But God once again had different plans for my life. Charles and his groomsmen went to have a toast with Michael right before our rehearsal dinner, and they were rushing back to be on time. Charles lost control of the car and passed away less than 24 hours before we were supposed to say I do. Um, there is one thing that I do clearly remember from that night. There was a woman who walked up to me that I have no earthly idea where she came from. I assumed that she lived somewhere close by and saw the commotion and came over just to figure out what was going on. She walked up to me, asked me if the man in the car was my fiance, and I told her yes. She asked me if she could pray for me. Now, I did not grow up in church, and I had no idea what that actually meant. She put her hand on my shoulder and continuously had a conversation out loud with God on my behalf. She is the one person that I would really love to find and thank, because she kept me from sinking as I lost the love of my life. For the next two weeks, I was just going through the motions. I became a shell. I went from thinking that I was going to be a wife and sooner rather than later a mother. People were actually taking bets if we were going to get pregnant on the honeymoon because we wanted kids. Um, and I did not know what I was at that point in time. My identity was completely lost. There isn't even a word for what I am. I was one day away from being married, so technically not a widow, so I am an unwed widow. Two weeks after Charles passed, I had my first glimmer of hope. One of my very best friends, Hannah, had her son, Bosden. He became my world. He showed me that life was still going on and that I still had a future to live out. Shortly after, Hannah invited me to church, and I reluctantly said yes. That was the first time I ever truly felt God. He told me to keep going and stop being the empty person that I had become. And I tried, but that was not easy. I still had this emptiness in my heart. As you can imagine, I had sunk to a level that no one should go. The next few months, I turned to anything that would make me feel something or nothing at all. I started drinking more than any one person should, just to forget the details of that one night. I started sleeping with any man that said that they would stay the night with me because I was so crippled by my loneliness. 
I started working three jobs just to not have any time to myself and think about the things that I had gone through. I pushed away those that were closest to me because they weren't handling me or my loss the way I saw fit. I continued to push away some of the people that helped me most because I was so desperate to have some sense of normalcy in my life again. I'm forever amazed at some of the actions while I was trying to figure out this new life of mine. While all of this was happening, I found Mosaic. I knew that I needed more in my life, but wasn't prepared for what God was calling me to do. I'm grateful that I had gotten so good at hiding my pain and my coping mechanisms because I never would have been allowed to volunteer here at Mosaic had they known what I was struggling with. <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, I started volunteering with the youth group, and had I not been led to them, I don't know where I would be. They showed me how to love God. They were so genuinely connected that it didn't make sense for me to not have a relationship with God. They were the ones who truly saved me. I saw that they were looking up to me, and me drinking myself silly and sleeping around would only show them that it was okay. And I didn't want to let them down. So I threw myself into every event there was with the youth group. You know, any time that I had, you know, previously had a drink in my hand. So that was total polar opposite. Um, so me saying yes to every single opportunity with them led me to saying yes to going on a mission trip. And I had no clue what that actually entailed. It just sounded cool to me at the time. We were supposed to be going to the Bahamas at first. You know, Bahamas, that'd be really fun. Um, but after thinking about it for a while, I knew that that wasn't where I was supposed to be. I showed up for our second meeting and had every intention of telling Pastor Mike that I was not going on that trip. But in that meeting, before we even started, he told us that he had a dream and that we were not supposed to be going to the Bahamas, but we were changing our trip to the Dominican Republic. The Dominican was where Charles and I were supposed to go on our honeymoon. So, instantly, obviously, there was a piece for me to go on this trip. So once we were finally down there, there was another team that was actually already there working. That team happened to be from Mount Airy, which is where my friend Hannah is from. There were too many signs pointing to this place being exactly where I needed to be at that point in time. I literally found my purpose in a place. I found out that the next trip down to the Dominican was only gonna be two months later in October, and I knew that if it fell on Charles' anniversary that I had to go. Got home, called Reggie as soon as we got back from the trip, and sure enough, it fell on his anniversary. I had one person donate my entire way on that trip. I knew from that point in time that that was going to be my safe haven and my place that I would forever go back. I have no idea where my life is going to go from here, but I do know that my life has more meaning when I am able to go and serve others and see that even though I've been through something awful, that I have the influence to let others see God's love and his healing through me. 
Genesis 50:20 says, "You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of so many lives." And I do want to just make sure that you guys know that this is just my story and that everyone is going through something, whether it be grief of some sort, loss of some sort. Um, I had originally thought that what I had been through was the worst thing that could ever happen to somebody. And after speaking to many different people, I know that this is just my story and there's no better or worse at all. Um, we just all need to realize that God has plans, that he is waiting for us to allow him to unfold. And we just have to be open to whatever it is that he is wanting us to do. Thanks, I'm going to run off the stage now. <laughs> <laughs>